0: You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss, host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked on Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Himalaya. You can also follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Locked on Rays. And also be sure when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked on Rays. So as we continue our crossover episode series for the rest of this week, uh, today, Ulysses Ambrano, my co-host, is joined by AJ Andrews, host of Locked On Blue Jays. They have a very fun and interesting conversation as they go back and forth between the Rays and the Blue Jays and what their expectations are for this season. Hope you all enjoy.
1: Hello, Blue Jays fans and Rays fans. Welcome to this special crossover edition of Locked On Blue Jays and Locked On Rays coming at you directly into your brains, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of JaysFromTheCouch.com, and as you can guess from that extra bit of intro I'm providing, I am <laughs> joined by Ulysses Sombrano of Locked On Rays for our special crossover week. We're going to do... Some Rays versus Jays talk now that that's actually going to be a relevant rivalry this year.
2: So, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely what we hope, uh, you know. And I, why not? I mean, the Blue Jays are an incredibly interesting team, I think, for 2020 season. And anybody who's not paying attention, they'll bow, they'll be bound to pay attention by the by season's end, or even a little bit before.
1: I'm I'm glad we can officially call the Jays an interesting team again, as opposed to a. <laughs> well, they're there kind of team this season. It's it's a big plus. I am so much happier to talk about the team this year as opposed to last year when I had to be like, well, Edwin Jackson gave up six runs again, and guess what happened?
2: (laughs) Well, it's funny that you say Edwin Jackson because looking at this team, at this 2020 team and what he can do, um, you know, being a race fan, you know, the AL East is obviously the one that, you know, you focus on on, on the most. And you being a Jays fan, obviously the AL East is the one you know the best. So I don't remember. I mean, really, is this the best rotation one through five that the Jays have had since I don't even know when? I mean, it looks really, really solid.
1: Uh, see, it's it's definitely streets ahead of the 2019 rotation which was essentially Trent Thornton, two openers, uh, a Korean baseball organization reject and then the guy who throws peanuts at the Rogers Centre. So, <laughs> great improvement there. Right. Is it the is it the best one? I'm I'm a little hesitant to say that cuz that the 2015 rotation that they're... That era that had Strowman, Sanchez, Hap, and Estrada, all in there, was pretty. Did that good. one
2: have R. A. Dickey as well?
1: Yeah, Dickey Dickey was in there, so I I would argue it's the best rotation okay. since then.
2: Since then, okay, that's fair.
1: Which I mean, we we still didn't have an ace like we do now with Hyunjin Ryu. I mean, Sanchez looked like it for a year and then went full Ricky Romero on us and blew out his arm <laughs> and just. You know, just right. just that, that lovely trend that Toronto pitchers love to follow.
2: Yeah, well, it's, it's going to be exciting, really, to follow this team. And, and that's not even talking about the young core, because we saw them, you know, they're young guys. So by young guys, you always say, OK, they're bound to make mistakes, but they're also bound to get better. And if you look at the Jays, you know, taking out the legacy names. Because we all have heard plenty of Guerrero and, and Bichette and, you know, even Guriel and, and Biggio. But if you take out those names, those big names, what two players would an average baseball fan and a race fan, uh, a guy from the Cardinals, the, from the St. Louis <laughs> Cardinals, uh, who, you know, what's your sneaky pick for this 2020 that could come out? Into the mainstream uh, MLB media and say, wow, this guy. No, he's really good.
1: Well, the Cardinals fan is going to remember Randall Gritchick because we <laughs> stole him from them for Dominic Leone and a prospect that did not pan out. So I
2: bet they do. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, as to your question. I Well, I'm going to take an easy out and say Danny Jansen because Danny Jansen's okay. just been lighting up spring training and should I say lit up spring training? Um, (laughs) I think so. Given, given we are recording this the day that MLB announced that spring training is canceled.
2: Indeed. Um,
1: But yeah, he, he looked electric and I've, I've been talking to people who cover the Blue Jays a little more hands on than I do.
2: Okay.
1: And they've told me about just the, the effort jansen has put into getting a little more power in his swing um positioning his legs when he's in the batter's box just Mm -hmm. to um just to help him get into routine and and try and solidify a a more consistent performance because like last year he was batting like 160 heading into june and just looked wow awful at the plate (laughs)
2: I'll tell you, Rays fans know a lot about the guys hitting 160 because we have one Mike Zunino. (laughs) And uh, he is, uh, yeah, he's about a 165 clip for the 2019 season. We hope he gets a little bit better. Uh, But, yeah, we are aware of what can happen when a guy's hitting 165 in the box for a whole year.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. And it just it it's a ripple effect because the The more guys you have who are hitting below two hundred, the more a pitcher can just attack a lineup and not really feel the need to be stressed. They know, like, all right, seven, eight, nine's coming up. I'll just, right. I'll just have an easy inning. And and one of the things, like like you said, the Blue Jays have so much talent at the top of the order with Bichette and Grill and Guerrero and Biggio, that. They need some of these other guys to step up and make it so that, you know, they can't just, you know, pitch around those guys. They they have to be on guard. They have to be forever thinking. Danny Jansen's looked like he's taken a huge step forward and can be someone at the back of the lineup. And I will mention Grichik as well, just because he's also he's also worked on developing a more consistent approach at the plate. He's trying to walk more, trying mm-hmm. to get more contact instead of just swinging for the fences, which I mean, please, please <laughs> do that. Cause it was very frustrating to just continuously watch him flail and try and uppercut pitches that were nowhere near uppercuttable.
2: And uh, I, I feel like we have so many similarities cause uh, Kevin Kiermaier uh, <laughs> is one that loves to hack. Uh, 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 you know, with uh, that, un, you know, that cut, then the swing and and you're just like, man, just utilize your speed. You know, just yeah. if you could just put the ball in play, you could wreck some havoc and, <sighs> and on the basis. He has said that for this season, he's actually trying a new approach at the play with a new swing. They all say that it's February, it's March, you know, new approach and all that. But apparently he does say that he does feel better at the box and, and he's going to try to go the other way rather than the strikeouts and the ground outs to second. That, you know, gives a lot of race fans, you know, heartburn, uh, to put it politely. <laughs>
1: You know, I've I've had people approach me being like um, specifically after the trade with San Diego, where you picked up Manuel Margot and just being like, oh, well, they have too many outfielders. Why don't they just go get uh, Kevin Kiermeyer from Tampa Bay or like because you do have a lot of outfielders. You have you got Hunter Renfro in that deal or that might have been a different deal. I don't even know. You just different. Were, one, yeah. Yeah. You were dealing a lot with San Diego. You got you got Renfro, you got Austin Meadows, you have Margot, you have Kiermaier, you have Randy Rosarena, who you got from the Cardinals. It's a very stacked outfield you have there. Like, like, how do you even see that shaking out?
2: And, and, and that's crazy because there's a couple more guys that play the outfield with it's Joshi uh, Tomasutsugo, who was the big Japanese slugger. Uh. And uh, you're talking about Brandon Lau, who can play the, the corner outfield spots. You got Mike Brousseau, who has played the outfield. You got Joey Wendell. I mean, the Rays, if they love anything, is positional flexibility. They love that. And that started with the big uh, Colt uh, legend of Ben Zobrist. <laughs> (laughs) And, you know, take three gloves into your locker room. We'll put you on the lineup every day, but just something different. And that's something I think that Kevin Cash is going to have to learn how to maneuver. Now with spring training kind of phasing out, uh, spring training phasing out, how do you, have you seen enough? If you're Kevin Cash, uh, do have you played enough with the lineups that you say, well, Yoshi can play in left field. Austin can DH a little bit because I don't really still trust Austin Meadows' defense. He was rated the worst um, defender in the race 2019 season. The bat, love the bat. Oh,
1: the bat! Is
2: but you know, is <laughs> but is he a DH option? So young in his career, we don't know. I, I, I. That's something to watch out for in the 2020 season. Is how Kevin Cash manages that outfield because it's definitely stacked.
1: Yeah. And and you brought up Yoshi Susugo and that's that's another name I wanted to bring up because we were so hot for Susugo. We thought he would be perfect. He's a lefty bat. He plays first base. He's young. You can sign him to a team friendly deal. It's so it looked perfect. I, and then y'all came in with your <laughs> with your positional flexibility and your hey, come play in front of nine thousand people. Hey, 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 no, no,
2: no attendance bashing in this episode. None of that. None of that. We got the most beautiful warehouse to play baseball in. And that's a fact. Okay, AJ. (laughs) Uh, No, but really, yeah, that's you know, they said they had a really great talk with him in San Diego. Yoshi really liked what Kevin Cash had to offer. And, you know, that might have been something that won him over. Hey, you don't really feel comfortable a third will we can we can move you to first we can move you to left field. we have we're an American League team you can put a DH isn't that also what they kind of did with Cafecito Martinez I mean this guy was raking in in, in St. Louis and he was so awful with the glove, but so good with that bat. They had to play him. Yeah. So imagine what he could provide with constant at-bats. No need to worry about the glove, buddy. You are just here to bat as a DH. So that's something that 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 would be really exciting to see is what Jose, uh, Jose Cafecito Martinez can do with just one state of mind. Hitting.
1: Uh, I Yeah, that that trade was also like... I I know you gave up Matthew Liberatore in that deal, but still right. getting a Rosarena and Martinez in that it's just like that lineup is going to be even more of a pain in the butt this year to try and get through. <laughs>
2: which well the Jays as well. I mean, you just you the top four of that lineup. I mean, that's going to be heavy for not even a starter, but also an opener. Mm. Which which the race we don't know <laughs> if they're they're going to be using this season because the uh. rotation might be might be it might be good and said but if you were a betting individual aj uh what would you say that this new and improved blue jays team uh uh what would the record you know end up being after the 2020 season
1: see this this is where it gets tricky because i have talked to multiple people who you know follow the team um and I talked to one Sportsnet personality who said, eh, "Shouldn't get expectations too high. Probably around 75, 77 wins." And then I talked to another Sportsnet personality who said, "No, nah, they can they can push. They can make a run at this." And I'm I'm inclined, you know, me being my sunny, optimistic self, <laughs> as fans know, I'm. I'm inclined to agree with the latter and that okay. I, I think there is going to be meaningful baseball played in the latter fifth of the season, whenever that is.
2: Wow. Because
1: we don't know now.
2: Right. But right.
1: And it's it's such a, a big difference from like the past couple seasons when the Blue Jays were basically done by July. I mean, mm-hmm. Again, you saw the starting pitching. We were, we copied your freaking opener thing because we literally had no <laughs> options. It's like Wilmer Font go out there and pitch two innings because we need Wait, someone to I, do it.
2: Wilmer Font X Ray, very good.
1: Exactly.
2: He's, we share he's that still
1: too. You still Yeah. Here. Oh yeah. Going to be.
2: You think he earns a spot this year for the 2020 season?
1: I, I think, given the way the Blue Jays bullpen has shaken out, he's he's earned the right to start with the team.
2: Okay. Personally, Fair.
1: personally I don't know how long I'd keep him given some of the other guys who have shown out in in spring training like EJ Cole has yet to well, he didn't allow a run. I keep talking like spring training still happening.
2: I know it's <laughs> it's it's crazy what's been happening lately with uh, you know, outside of baseball that it's now, you know, ingrained into baseball and now we there's no spring training. So, it actually, you know, like we were saying earlier, it the, the manager's job to kind of fit the pieces correctly for the start of the season, you know, how do they do that? How do they go about, you know, creating those lineups, doing that rotation? Uh, it's, it's going to be very complicated, but as a fan, we do love uh, complexity and talking about it endlessly mm-hmm. because this is what we enjoy.
0: Do you hate stepping on the scale? Maybe it's because you haven't met the right one. A company called Withings produced the world's first smart scale, and they are still the best. In fact, Tom's Guide rated Withings Body Plus the best overall smart scale 2020. So if you are looking to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. Withings smart scales are known for durability and an exceptional user-friendly design. Step-on and data from every weigh-in syncs automatically to the free app for iOS and Android via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Lots of smart scales don't have the Wi-Fi option, and it means you need to have your phone on you. But Withings Body Plus gives weight, full body composition, weight trend, even a local weather report. How about that? The scale can support up to eight users and even know who is who. So here's the deal. You can get 25% off a Withings Body Plus right now at Withings.com for a very limited time. Go to withings.com, that's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com slash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus Body Composition Scale. That's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com slash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus Body Composition Scale. Hey guys, there's such a good deal going on on the Locked On NBA Network. We figured we would share it with you on the Locked On MLB Network as well. Here's the offer. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100. Again, that's $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDONNBA. Again, that's Locked NBA.
2: If you were to say what stands out to you right now, right now from the 2020 team that you've been seeing, about a month, I think we can say about a month. Mm. What stands out right now from that 2020 blue team? Um, (laughs)
1: uh, That I am building a shrine in my studio to make sure that all four starters that we know about are actually healthy. That that's a big one. Amen.
2: Amen. Because
1: <laughs> Ryu's had injury issues. Anderson's had injury issues. Shoemaker's had injury issues. So, you know, just just let's have some health for a change. Let's let's not have random sprinkler heads popping up and tearing ACLs.
2: Oh, I mean, we we had our Cy Young Award winner break a a fracture of a toe getting out of a bathtub. So
1: I I am aware because he's on my freaking fantasy team last year and he goes and pulls that. And I'm like, what?
2: Right. Then loose elbows. I mean, the Rays literally had two starting pitchers for the better part of the summer. It was just Charlie Morton and Ryan Yarbrough. Glass now was out. Snell was out. Yanni Torino's was out. So I 100 percent agree with you. Health, health, health. And if I have to put health somewhere on the roster, it has to be the starting pitching. Uh, You know, these guys have to take care of themselves. Hopefully they get they take care of themselves, not only outside of the field, but inside the field. And uh, so, yeah, I I, I agree with you. That's 100 percent right.
1: And I, I will also give Ryan Yarbrough my appreciation because back when he had an opener going for him and I was in a league that counted relief wins, I scooped him up really quickly and ended up crushing that category <laughs> and won league. So thank you, Ryan Yarbrough. He, he had like
2: 16 wins. Yeah, he I had know. like 16 wins that year.
1: <laughs> it, it was really... And that, that was my whole strategy. I'm like, let's get Ryan Yarbrough. Let's get Jalen Beeks. Let's get Yanni Chirinos. Like... That was my whole thing. I actually wanted Smart. to ask you, like, I um, I know, you you said you have like a rotation kind of in place because if Snell's healthy, then you can go Snell, Glass, now Um, Yarbrough, and then you can kind of mix and match with Chirinos, Trevor Richards, Brendan McKay, like right, and right, and Charlie Morton's in there. I. Like you, you have options, but
2: it's amazing, right? I mean,
1: yeah. Do you still, it, it's
2: a factory right now.
1: Do you still think they do that? Like you have guys like Nick Anderson and, and Chaz Rowe and Oliver Drake who have been all right in that opener role. Do you see Kevin Cash still doing that? Or will you actually like use a rotation? Like,
2: I, you know, I, I think so. I th- yeah, I, I think you know they have a lot of arms. They have now arms that did the bulk type of of pitching, you know, after an opener, the, the headliner, uh, you know, at like Yarbrough and Chirinos. But they've succeeded now as starters, as legit starters. So let's talk. Let's talk about the top three because I think this top three could be the top three of any rotation in baseball. I mean, really, you give me any rotation in baseball, and I'll give you this one: Charlie Morton, Blake Snell, and Tyler Glass. Now. Mm. I mean, that's that's a one, two, three I think anybody w- would like to have on uh, on that. Then you oh, for the fourth and fifth spot in the rotation, you could say, hey, you know what, Ryan Yarbrough, you've graduated, you're now a starter. And Yanni Chirinos, you've graduated, now you're a starter. But you can also say, let's look at the schedule in the beginning of the season. There are barely on any off days. How about you also say, there's a 26th man, Brendan McKay, buddy. Come up here. We're actually going to do a six-man rotation because
0: all of you guys
2: have question marks on whether you can stay healthy. So if we do a six-man rotation, we keep you healthy, at least for the beginning of the season. And hey, wouldn't it be nice if Brendan McKay became a two-way player and gets those at-bats and gets those starts and those innings really early in the season so that he actually becomes a two-way status? Player and the race now earn another pitcher.
1: Mm, that's that's the kind of thing I think is being a little little overlooked with this whole twenty-six man thing that the that MLB brought in is cause they put in that rule just for guys like Shohei Otani, just for Michael Lorenzen in Cincinnati. Guys like Matt Davidson, who I think yeah. Cincinnati signed on a minor league deal, but has proven he can pitch. I don't know why Russell Martin doesn't have a deal for that reason. (laughs) Like, like he was, like, perfect in four outings with the Dodgers, like... Like, Pittsburgh yeah, it, can say, hey, Luke Bailey, you're our two-way guy. Because <laughs> he was yeah. spotless last year for us.
2: This is a new market in efficiency, really. I mean, uh, the Rays, in their first trade uh, with San Diego, they actually sent Tommy Pham and Jake Cronenworth. Jake Cronenworth, uh, in AAA, he just destroyed it with the bat. I mean, he actually led, a I think, batting average and was top three in slugging and no, and on base percentage as well. But the cool- thing about it is he also has a 92 mile an hour fastball and in seven or eight innings pitched as a relief pitcher he allowed zero runs so I, I think we're going to see this more often now teams trying to get that little extra edge and you know after having seen so many Rays games uh, with the Jays <laughs> that's exactly what the Rays like to do is how can we squeeze value where other people don't see value and there might be some value in having a guy that can strike out a couple people and also hit the other way.
1: Mm, exactly. And I I do think it will be exploited a little more as, as teams start to scout that as well. I mean, uh, who's to stop Cleveland from saying, yeah, we have Andy Goes as an outfielder on our squad. But right. Yeah. He's going to throw a hundred for us. So. By
2: the way, I love, I love, love, love comeback stories like that. I don't know if you, if you do, but uh, I love when guys did their thing in baseball and then tried to come back and, and say, you know what? I, I, I can do this too. And Anthony goes is a great story and your boy and <laughs> my boy too. Jose Bautista yeah, um is trying to do the same thing and I don't know if you've if you know but actually uh Jose Bautista I have a very interesting relationship with him. Oh. Yes, we actually were classmates uh in two semesters down here at uh, the University of South Florida.
1: Oh dang. I did not know uh, that.
2: He is the friendliest guy. Uh, I, I got to talk to him a few times during both semesters, and he he was awesome. And I always wished him the best because when I met him, he was like a back-to-back home run champ. You know when <laughs> uh, you know how often do you have back-to-back home run champs in your finance yeah. class? You know, yeah. So that was really thrilling.
1: That's that's pretty freaking awesome. And he's coming
2: back, and he's coming and, back,
1: and I'm I'm rooting for him so hard because I same I I just want. Like he needs, he needs at least one more ride to to really cap things off. And if if he can do it as one of these two-way guys, I'm like, I mean, versatility is nothing new for Jose Bautista. When Toronto acquired him, he was gonna be a utility man, and then he just, right. you know, started absolutely mashing, and <laughs> yes. and kind of kind of locked himself in. But I I think, like you said, that that is a new efficiency that can can be utilized. And admittedly, your squad, like you said, very good at doing that. Very good at, at being able to shift pieces around like that and just find wherever they, they go. <laughs> Knock so, on wood.
2: Knock on wood. So,
1: now that you're already knocking on wood, I want to ask you. Right. Because this is the ALE's preview show. Yes. So... Ur has finished a distant second in right. the division to the Yankees, but the Yankees are suddenly looking vulnerable with Stanton injured and judge injured and Paxton injured. Severino's gone for the year. Right. Glaber Torres has a bad case of the Chuck Knoblocks
2: <laughs> Herman somewhat... is is not is not coming back till the summer
1: exactly because he's a dirtbag. so. <laughs> Yes. So, Ulysses, how do you like your chances of actually taking down the division?
2: Well, first of all, I would love to take that. <laughs> I uh, would, uh, that- the
1: Yankees don't get it.
2: <laughs> exactly. But, uh, you know, in reality, I think on paper um, they are uh, they are a better team. But Again, that's why we play the season, right? Because they, you could be a better team on paper, and you know you get injured. I mean, I, I, I don't know if you are tired of hearing this, but the whole Aaron Judge is one of the best players in baseball, one of the best players in top ten, top fifteen. It's like, sure, he's a he's a, a unique specimen of a play, of of a human being, actually, and, and he has incredible talent. But can we stop saying that about guys who have literally just been healthy one season out of four? Like, um, don't they have to prove themselves? Can we stop giving Yankee players just the Yankee boost <laughs> just because they wear this pinstripes? And also with Red Sox players as well. I'm looking at you both uh, big budget AOLI guys. So <laughs> I, I, I do think that if 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 the Rays have that big important thing that the Yankees don't have right now, which is health, especially in the starting rotation, I I don't see a seven game gap. Like I did in 2019, this could be a two to three game gap. And you never know. We might not have Travis Darno hitting walk off home runs against the Yankees, but maybe cafecito, maybe Yoshi, you know, step up to the plate and and deliver that.
1: And if, if it comes down to that and the, And I'm not saying the Blue Jays are going to be in that division mix. But if it comes down to that, you know, I'm rooting for y'all to go full Dan Johnson on them and just (laughs) take them out.
2: Well, I'll tell you this. Me and Kevin have had this prop bet, you know, situation in, in various episodes. And one of our prop bets that we both agreed was, you know, will the Jays end up with a better record than the Red Sox? And we both said yes. Oh, yeah. And we both said yes. So how do you feel about that prop bet?
1: I feel very confident. And that that was even before Chris sales like, oh, I don't need Tommy John. Yeah, you might need Tommy John. Chris, Sale. you should <laughs> probably get that checked out. But like yeah. if sales gone, who do they have in that rotation? It's Eduardo. Have, it's a it's a yeah, water. That's and, it. And then what? Martin Perez is your number two. Martin Perez. Gave up like a Jeff McNeil level batting average to opponents <laughs> near the second half of last season, and I know because I picked up Martín Perez and like, ah, oh, he's so great. This first half is awesome, and then he imploded, and then he was useless, yes. and yes, made him their number two. It makes no sense. They don't. Have- I
2: don't know what's happening in Beattown. Town.
1: They're, they're like you have no pitching. They're the Angels with worse pitching. And how did you manage to get worse pitching than the Angels?
2: Oh, without, and no Rendon no Mike Trout and no, and not a Justin Upton that could provide some thump if he is not as injured. So yeah, in the AL East, I do. it. I do see it shaking out as Yankees and the race fighting for that top. And I do see the blue Jays coming over the top with the red Sox. Now the second part of that prop bed, because we love to, you know, uh, elbow our, our people from Beamtown, town special here down in Tampa, uh, is, uh, How bad are the Red Sox going to be? Are they going to be as bad as the Orioles? Obviously not. But (laughs) could the Orioles surprise some people just a little bit? You know, instead of getting 62 wins, they get to 68. And instead of the Red Sox getting 78 wins, they get 72. I mean, is there room? Is there wiggle room really there to have a struggle between the Orioles and the Red Sox? No. (laughs) i think that's the realistic (laughs) what
1: i've seen i'm sorry when you give up nine runs in the first two innings against the blue jays you're not asking for any kind of faith whatsoever you're (laughs) like i um i floated this and and obviously it's a little out of date now but i said like the second the blue jays are in contention that they should go to the Orioles and say, "Hey, we have all this young starting pitching. You can have two of them if you give us Trey Mancini, if only because I don't want to see Trey Mancini against the Blue Jays." Now, obviously, with his yeah. with his recent surgery, that changes a bit. But right. they they still don't have any pitching. I think Wade LeBlanc is their number four.
2: Yeah, who is? I mean, who does anybody? Can anybody name like five guys of the Orioles? I mean, I, I can
1: because they have so many freaking Blue Jays now. Because they have, they have LeBlanc, they have Dwight Smith okay. Jr., they have Richard Urania, and then um, Renato Nunez. Because I had him in fantasy at some point, and then Hansel
2: uh, You know yeah. that he could be uh, a Yeah, but I'm telling you, this is
1: <laughs> the worst freaking contract in MLB.
2: That's just laughable. That's just laughable. But you know, uh, I'd rather give my elbows to uh, to the Red Sox than the Orioles cuz the Orioles, you know. No,
1: it's, it's
2: a little it's, bit rough down there in Baltimore or up there in Baltimore rather. Yeah, it's um,
1: it's, it's like kicking the crutch out of a out of a poor child's hand. It's trying like, to pick hey, on the you. Orioles. I'm sorry, Thank Connor. You. I know I know we had a good conversation, <laughs> but this is the sad truth about your team, bud.
2: Yes, yes, indeed. But no, really, I think it's going to be a great 2020 season uh, for both of these teams, for the Rays and the Jays, uh, for different goals. And it'll be exciting. It'll be really exciting uh, when you go uh, to the stadium. If you go to the stadium and, 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 and watch your Jays, maybe you watch them against the Rays, and I'll do the same. And I'll go to a Jays game, and uh, maybe we can talk about that during the season.
1: Maybe my, my one... My one Jays game, just because it's a little bit of a drive for me to get to the stadium.
2: Uh, um, oh, I feel you. That's what every race fan will ever uh, will always tell you. It's a little bit of a drive to go to Tropicana Field.
1: I'm I'm pretty sure their drive is in a day, though. Like, literally, it, it takes uh, me 24 okay. hours to drive for, <laughs> from my apartment to Toronto. I have I have checked it out on Google Maps. So.
2: That's uh, a little bit far. Yes, (laughs) you got me. The
1: joys of living on the furthest East Coast. But yes, um, (laughs) no, I I do agree with you, Ulysses. I think it's going to be an interesting season once we finally get it off the ground. And, you know, I I look forward to talking with you during the season just so we can check in on those prop bets and and, (laughs) you know, see, see how things are going. Maybe. You know, give give the Red Sox a few more elbow shots. Who knows? But
2: <laughs> yes, um, I, I'm all for that all the time.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Would you like to tell the fine Blue Jays fans of this podcast where they can find your work?
2: Yes. Well, you can find me at at Sambrano Ulysses, and that's U uh, L I S E S. And uh, I'll be sure to follow anybody uh, from the Blue Jays crowd because we all have a common enemy and you know they were <laughs> pinstripes and red and white so there we go
1: <laughs> exactly and we can we can at least share share in those battles to yes. you know <laughs> one day get a stadium with actual grass in it but that's yes that's for another day <laughs> um anyway just a reminder to any Rays fans uh, listening to this, you can follow me on Twitter at a underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are in there because Twitter is dumb. <laughs> you can, and you can subscribe to both locked on blue Jays and locked on Rays, Um on podcast, Google podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, whatever you use, you can find the locked on podcast on there. So you should check out both because they're both yes. quality and, you know, follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook so Ulysses this has been a pleasure and like I said I hope we get to do it again during the season
2: I hope we did too I hope we did too I really had a lot of fun so thanks for having me
1: it's been a pleasure so for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network including Ulysses Sombrano and everyone at Jays from the Couch I've been AJ Andrews thank you all so much for listening to today's episode and y'all take care
0: All right. That wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. Remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on MLB. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you tomorrow.